I'm really good. Really good. Excellent. People on the spot. Excellent. Uh, Rob, what's the last six months been like for you? Last six months for me. Um, busy. Uh, I have 10 grandchildren and so that keeps me busy but I also do three days a week at the Baptist Union visiting churches and I'm also a RAF chaplain and uh, so I've been holding the fort at the, at the RAF base at East Sale um, because there's no, no permanent chaplain there so I've been wearing numerous hats and been keeping very busy Lovely. but enjoying it. And what have you seen God been doing through your work through the Baptist Union for these last six months? Wow, you do ask big, deep yeah, questions. You know, it's Sunday morning and I yeah. haven't got my brain to gear yet. <laughs> um, no, seriously, God's been doing some amazing things. Unfortunately, one of my roles in the Baptist Union is going around churches that are asking themselves difficult questions or in difficult circumstances. Um, and it's been really good to be able to walk into churches, even if they're in a little bit of crisis, but offer a a place of peace and I've seen God just really do some amazing things in some churches that have really struggled with with internal issues um, but have, have handled themselves really well and and acted as a good family and and sort of just had good family conversations you know every family has crises every family has well my family does anyway um, has these wonderful conversations um, let's put them in the positive, that, that have friction in them. And, and churches are no different, but it's how we conduct ourselves. And I've seen a number of those conversations actually being conducted and conducted well and, and to come through the other side with as minimal hurt as possible. So God's been doing some good things in that space, I think. You know. Um, yeah. That's really good to hear. Yeah, yeah. it is. Now, now, today is Palm Sunday, mm -hmm. um, and next week is Easter. Yep. What's one of your favourite memories of Easter in your life? Well, as a pastor, I, you know, the Christian answer would be going to church. But as a pastor, preaching on Easter Sunday every year is not a favourite memory. <laughs> Let me tell you, coming up with a different angle every year is, is not... That's is, why I land on crossovers resources. That's right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But, but, you know, one of the favourite things we, you know, for, for us is hot cross buns. And I'm glad you're doing hot cross buns on a good Friday. We at, at, uh, I was at the pastor at Sale Church and we used to do hot cross buns Friday and Sunday. And it was, was, it was that sort of fellowship highlight of watching young people seeing how many hot cross buns they could eat um, and, and the oldies just enjoying um, the, the, the fellowship around those hot cross buns and, and, and recognising that this is such a special time of the year. So I suppose that, that's the, the fondness. Growing up, I didn't grow up in a church family, so um, there was no sort of Christian emphasis to Easter. It was just another holiday for us. So, um, But, yeah, hot cross buns, we used to... Um, we had a very generous um, baker's delight who would donate all our hot cross buns to us. Um, we'd go there late at night when they couldn't sell the rest of them and they'd just pile up. So we'd end up with, I think our record was something like 20 dozen or something hot cross buns, <laughs> wow. you know. And, and one um, had a hot cross bun eating competition. Yeah, well, just about, yeah. yeah. The, the youth loved it, so yeah. that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Mm. Well, thank you, Rob. And uh, I look forward to hearing your message this morning. Thanks, Thanks. for blessing us with your time. Thanks, Aaron. And Judy and I will have a conversation <laughs> later, won't we? <laughs>
It is so good to be back in Wangaratta. I don't know what is on at Wangaratta, but yesterday morning, because I live in Sale, which is about five and a half hours away, <laughs> yesterday morning I jumped online to find a motel accommodation, thinking it'd be nice and easy. And you know, you are so popular, there is not one motel bed available last night in Wangaratta. So I don't know what it is in Wangaratta. I heard there's a, sh there's a dog there's a dog competition and a craft thing happening, but you guys are just popular as. So I had a lovely night's sleep in Seymour, and which was just a, just, hey, from Sale, it's just around the corner, Seymour is just around the corner to Wangaratta, so that was fine. But um, it is so good to be here. Um, as I said, I work with the Baptist Union three days a week as a regional pastor, and, uh, and my role takes me all of Eastern Victoria, as many of you know, and uh, so from right down Gippsland, right up to Wodonga. So uh, it, it's good. And, uh, you know, my, my weekend, let me just start with a bit of personal stuff, changed significantly. Like I was coming up, going to stay in Wangaratta, then I was going to go to Wodonga and visit three of my grandchildren who were in Wodonga um, and, and, and stay with my daughter and son-in-law and then drive back to Melbourne on, on Monday and... And she rings up on Thursday and says, Dad. I go, yeah. She goes, I got COVID. I go, congratulations. I won't see you. <laughs> so anyway, back to Melbourne today for me rather than Wodonga. That's all right. So that's the, that's the, that's the times we live in, isn't it? I'm, I'm so glad Judy set us off today on Palm Sunday. I want to preach on Psalm 96, but I want to set... A, a basis of, of why I want to do Psalm 96 because it is Palm Sunday. I don't know if you can... You know, I'm a bit of a visual person sometimes, especially when I read the Bible, and I like picturing the, 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 the passage. And the Palm Sunday passage that Judy read to us was, was all about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, and people lining the streets with their palm branches calling out, Hosanna in the highest. The son of David has come. It's the song of their heart. It was something they'd been longing for. They didn't quite understand what it meant, but they knew it was significant. They knew that this Sunday was significant, that something was going to happen. You know, we, we know the rest of the story. We know that they weren't expecting that Easter to happen. They thought it was a triumphant entry, and for Jesus it was, but, but they probably had questions afterwards. But, but this song of their heart cried out. And, and we as, as Christians sort of at, at Easter sort of start to think about what did Jesus do on the cross for us? What, what, what did, did actually it achieve for you and me? Like it's really easy to answer the spiritual question, oh, he died on the cross so that our sins are forgiven and that we can know eternal life. That's the big picture. That's the right answer. But, but I want to say, what's the song of the heart for you personally? Once we get past that answer, what does Easter this week mean for you today? Like, 
it, it re is really easy to go, Jesus paid the price so that I can live. You know, John 10.10, John, John 10, you know, he came that we may have life and life in its fullness. Yep, that's the big question. But what difference does it make today for you? Yesterday, last week, this week. That's the question I want to ask today. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Psalm 96. And if you haven't, you have to just listen to my voice. Um, well, you'll hear it anyway, but you can either turn to your Bibles or swipe or whatever you like. I'm going to read it through and then I'll make some comments. Psalm 96 says this. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O family of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord, for he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his truth. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word, which lights a path for us, which challenges us, and instructs us. Father, may we have the ears to hear your voice speaking into our lives this morning. As we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. That psalm, like many others, doesn't start with a suggestion. Doesn't start with a, hey, if you feel like it, if you want to, have a song. Have a sing-along. It doesn't start with a thought. It starts with a command. This is not just an idea that the psalmist has. This is the word of the Lord saying, sing to the Lord a new song. Now, <coughs> Judy and I have a few things in common with what Aaron has done to us. But the one thing we don't have in common is you would never give me a microphone during a song. Never. I make sure my microphone is... Ah. I didn't push a button, I just pulled the cord. And that's what they do when I'm singing at Sale Church. 
they pull the plug on me. Because, you know, as much as I love music, music doesn't necessarily love me that much. But that doesn't mean I can't sing a new song. Now, this, when, when the psalmist says sing a new song, it's, it's not necessarily vocally, musically. It's, it, it's what's in your heart and coming out of your heart. You know, the Bible talks about what you treasure in your heart. You know, what you think in your heart, what's in your heart, is that's where your treasure is. And what, what's the song that's coming out of your heart this week? What, what is the, the thing that you're expressing afresh, anew? Because there's got to be a new song. It's really easy to sort of get to Easter and go, I know what Easter's about. For me, it's when I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 14. That's what I, I reflect on every Easter. I think, wow. 12 years ago, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 14. I can't do, I can't do maths either, but that's okay. But I reflect, but that's not the new song. That's an old song, a very worthy song, an important song, but it's not my new song. My new song is what God's been doing in my heart this week, last week, last few months. That's the new song of what God has been doing in and through me. That's what the psalmist is, is encouraging us to sing. So as, so as we come to Easter, that's the challenge. Not to go through just the same old Easter story. Yes, that story is important and it's worth reflecting on. But what does it mean? What's it changed? What difference does it make? The psalmist is so keen on this, he says it three times. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Repeat it three times. Holy, holy, holy. When something's repeated three times, you better stand up and listen. You better go, this is important. This is significant. Music is, um, is one of those powerful things. Like, I'm not musical. I tried numerous times in my life to learn guitar. And I worked out that I had rhythm, which really helped. I can do G and G7 and D. I can do all those. But this hand just won't sort of go in the right rhythm of, the, of when it's supposed to, you know. This hand sort of works, but this hand, no. But, but music, even though I'm not musical, something stirs within me. When Israel was going out to battle, who would they put in front? Their best warriors? No. Their best preachers? No. They'd put their best worshippers out in front, marching into battle. Because it declared the goodness of God and it did something. The warriors behind suddenly go, 
this is a bit easier. Going into battle is not much fun, but, but when we recognise who we're going into battle with, something changes. Music is powerful. The music of our heart changes our life, changes our view. We sing a new song about what God has done in our heart, in our lives. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all the people. What has God done? You know, Aaron put me on the spot. You know, what's God done in your last six months? That shouldn't be a hard question for us. We shouldn't have to think too much about that. It should be on the tip of our tongue. We should be able to say, God has done this and this and this. It's worth reflecting on. John Maxwell, one of the the great um, leadership teachers in in America, he, uh, and I'm sure it's not his idea, but I heard him teaching on it. He said, often people say experience is the best teacher. And he goes, rubbish. Absolute rubbish. And, and if, if I was around on Wednesday and I turned up to the golf day at nine o'clock, you would see that experience hasn't taught me anything on the golf course. I play every, I'll be on the golf course on Wednesday morning. Different golf course, but I'll be there. I have played every Wednesday morning. You'd think I'd be in the PGA Masters playing, wouldn't you? If I'd played every Wednesday morning. Experience doesn't teach me. Reflected experience teaches me. If I actually stopped and thought about my golf game a little bit more than I do. I just play for the fun of it go for a bit of a walk. But reflected experience. I can go all through all these experiences in life. I don't have to learn from them unless I actually stop and think about it and reflect on it. We can go through life walking hand in hand with Jesus. But if we actually don't stop and think about how that has worked for us, that's what the footprints in the sand poem is all about, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you know that poem, it talks about, you know, Jesus, I, I, I finally look back at my life and, and all the hard times, I noticed there's only one set of footprints when, when you weren't there. And, and Jesus goes, well, actually, they're my footprints when I was carrying you. That's the only way you got through and that's when the penny drops because we reflected on what's been happening in our life. Do we actually stop and reflect what's going on? Easter is a time to be a little bit quieter, a little bit more reflective. What, what's the last six months been like for you? What's the last two years been like for you? You know, there's a lot of um, difference in the last two years. That's for sure. But what's Jesus been doing in your heart? What's the song that's been welling up in you? You know, and <laughs> let me tell you, if you read the Psalms, you know, and, and, a, and a, a, if you do nothing else, 
in your quiet times, but read a psalm a day, you'd be going pretty well. It, but a lot of the psalms go something like this. Well, a number of the psalms go something like this. Oh my goodness! Life's pretty ordinary. This is the Heyman version, by the way. <laughs> Life's pretty tough at the moment. Everywhere I look, there are problems. And some of them look like they're going to overtake me. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get through the next week because of all these issues that are in my life at the moment surrounding me. I don't think I can stand. Yet God is on the throne. And I have no idea how I'm going to get through. But the Lord is good. That could be a new song in someone's heart. It's not always, oh, triumphant. Sometimes it's, oh, survival. And that's okay. You know, the song of lament is powerful. It's not a defeatist attitude. The psalmist used it powerfully. The songs of lament. Of, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Yet will I trust in the Lord. Yet will I just allow him to carry me through this stage of my life and put me down when I'm strong enough and we continue walking together. That's a new song. But we actually need to vocalise that. You know, there's... Um, there's a couple of images that, that sort of are burnt into my psyche. There's, there's one of, of um, the associate pastor I used to have used to talk about our Sunday face. You know, how's things? Oh, good. <laughs> Praise God, everything's fine. You know, I, I, I'm good. I'm dying on the inside. Life's pretty ordinary. Family hate me. But I'm good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, our Sunday face. You know? We, what is that? But, and the other one is an image that I, I love to use. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes put up on the screen, but not this morning, but it's this caricature of this guy holding a sign. And like this, he's going... Oh, I'm so happy to be a Christian. Life is so good. You know, couldn't think of anything better than loving Jesus. You know? And we've met both of those people. You know, we've met them. None of you here are that, I know that. None of you are like that, I know. You know, people like that are in sale, but not in Wang. Not in Wangaratta, I know. But our heart, when you sing a new song that's honest, and sometimes it will be, oh, I'm so glad I'm a Christian. And sometimes it will be, I'm so glad I'm a Christian. But we've got to have the people in our lives who we can actually say what we're on about and sing that new song to that's honest. That is honest where we're at. 
Not with everybody. Sometimes, you know, our darkest secrets don't need to be told to anybody. But we need to be able to sing that new song to some people in our lives. And I pray that you have those people in your lives who are journeying with you that you can share deep and sincere stuff, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. Because that's what the psalmist is asking us to do. Why? Because in verse 4 it says, For God is the Lord and most worthy of praise. It's not to say how good you are, how faithful you are. It's to point to Jesus. It's to point to God who is worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. You know, there's, there's lots of gods in this world. But our God, who we reflect on this Easter week, is the Lord of Lords, the God of Gods, the King of Kings, and he is worthy of praise. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. That, that sort of image of strength and glory, I, I was reading about it this week, and, 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 and one of the, the views is that, that sort of gives a, an impression of a warrior coming back from war, and that, that strength and glory is like a, the, the, a full sack of, of his spoils of war. You know, when, they, when, when Israel went to war and they defeated a nation, they would go and plunder and take all the wealth and carry it back. Because that's what you did. When we come into his presence, we carry all our victories because of what God has done in our life. We carry that with us. We say, God has done this and God has done that and God has done this. You know, I... When I was 14 and I became a Christian, I was the shyest person you'd probably ever meet. No self-confidence. No thought of ever making anything of my life. Just happy to survive. That, that, that's who I was. That was my family of origin of, of not having any sort of you know, my parents were good, they were okay, they loved me, probably didn't love each other, but that's okay, survived. But we were just five people in a house living together, basically. That's, that's how we were. Nothing bad happened. But it didn't give me a lot of confidence. But I can look back at my life and see how God slowly changed me. Remember the first time I got up to share my testimony. I was sitting in the front row of a, of a youth service run by Youth for Christ and, and the leader, Clive Stevens, got up to preach and he says, just before we're going to preach, Rob's going to come and share his testimony. Clive had nothing on Aaron. 
because that's as much warning as I had. And I went and I looked and I've gone, there's no other Rob, is there? You're talking about me? And I got up and bumbled through something with my knees shaking. But Clive saw something in me. He did that numerous times. And now you have to listen to my sermons. Because <laughs> of that. The spoils in my sack are pretty heavy. Because God is good. I've got four children. One who took over for me in the, the Sale Church as the pastor. The other three involved in churches, in, in, two in the Sale Church, one in our know, church in Wodonga. Serving the Lord. My spoils are great. You know, of what God has done in my life and how God has used me. And out of that, I sing a new song of, of power and majesty to our Lord. Sing a new song. Ascribe to the Lord, O families. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. When we, when we come together, bring an offering. I lament in one way the uh, online giving. It has saved churches during the last two years, let me just say. And it is brilliant and keep doing it. But I lament what it can do. There are kids who will grow up never seeing money because all we do is tap and go and they see a bag go past the off the, 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 in the churches. A lot of churches I go to don't even take up a physical offering anymore. And they've got no idea. Can I encourage you? If you do online giving, keep doing it. But talk about it. Tell your kids that's what you're doing. Reflect on it during the worship. When the, when the bag goes past you, just say, say to the Lord, I've given. The Lord knows, but you need to know. You need to acknowledge that. Otherwise, your tithes become a bill to be paid that just comes out of your account. It's an act of worship. Bring an offering as an act of worship. It doesn't matter if you don't bring it physically on a Sunday, but acknowledge it. And you do it well here. This morning you did it well because you put it up there. You mentioned it was online, but you personally, just make sure you acknowledge that. And if, you, if you've got family, talk about it. You don't have to talk about dollars. But talk about it. Make sure your kids know. Bring an offering, but not only finances. What are you going to bring to the Lord? It's great to see your pastoral care team come out. They're bringing an offering of service, using the gifts that they have, supporting the body, loving the community. Bring an offering to the Lord of something from yourself. We've all got something to give. An act of service, a ministry, do something.
Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness and tremble before him all the earth. I need to keep moving. Like always, the Lord reigns, we know that. And he, ju- he comes to judge in righteousness. He comes to judge in righteousness. Let me finish with this. I am so glad God judges in righteousness. Because if he judged Robert as Robert, oh boy, that's, that's, that's not a good thing to think about. I don't want to reflect on that. Like I, I've, I've grown pretty well in my Christian maturity. But, but my righteousness is filthy rags to the Lord. My God judges me in righteousness. And on Easter Sunday, Jesus sews up a whole lot of new cloth and gives me the robes of righteousness to cover me. And that's what he does. And and the God comes to judge and he sees righteousness. Not because of how good I am. Not because I stand up here and preach. Not because I I serve at the RAF base at East Sale. Not because I work for the Baptist Union of Victoria. But because Jesus died for me. But his righteousness covers me. And that brings a new song. Every time I recognise that I mess up, I go, thank you God for your righteousness that covers me. I can't earn that righteousness I don't deserve that righteousness but you give it freely to me and up comes a new song welling out of my heart my prayer for you this week is as you prepare for Easter as you reflect on what Easter means for you that you don't just go back like I could for when I was 14 Yes, reflect on that. But go back to February this year. March this year. And what has God done for you that you're going to sing his praises and worship him afresh for how he's impacted your life and carried you through when you need to be carried? Let me pray. Father, we thank you for all you do for us at Easter. Father, we thank you for the triumphant entry where your son rode into Jerusalem knowing full well that he was riding to the cross, knowing full well what this week was for him. Father, we thank you for his obedience and love. Father, may that faithfulness impact our lives afresh. May the death and the resurrection of Jesus change our perspective this week once again. And may we sing out of that fresh love for you a new song that wells up within us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much.